All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. You're watching Leafs Morning Take with host Nick Alberga and former NHLer Jay Rosehill. The show starts now. What's good, everybody? Happy New Year. It's 2024. A disaster has struck at the World Junior as well. Presented by Botano. It's the first edition of Least Money Take for 2024. Nick Alberga and Carter Hutton with you. What's going on, Huts? Nothing. How you doing, buddy? Things are good. Uh, I was better 10 minutes ago. Then I tuned into the World Junior game, and it's now gone final. Czechia stuns Canada in a medal round game, so they're not even going to be able to defend their title. Pretty crazy. Yeah, I know a couple of Leafs, too. Disappointing. We better send them down, put them on waivers. What can we do with them? You know, disappointment here. It's tough. Poor kids, it's, though. It's a lot it's, of weight on their shoulders. It's funny you say that, because even reading social media throughout the World Junior um, a lot of people just love ripping on Maple Leafs prospects. And the heat that Fraser Minton took, he was the captain of the team, was just ridiculous. Like, uh, you know it better maybe because you played with some other teams around the league. Everybody just loves to hate the Maple Leafs, don't they? Yeah, it is. It is one of those things, right? It's just like the fan base and stuff. And I remember even when they were had when they didn't have a great team, I remember going in there and, and it was they struggled and it was still just so much BS all the time. Right. I think it's just the pressure that comes with it. And and you see sometimes how it scares guys out of the market. Right. It's one of those things where mm -hmm. these guys, these young kids are getting the full taste of it right away. Right. Like the difference between getting drafted to, you know, you get drafted to Florida or some other off market where you knock the pressure and then all of a sudden you're drafted to leaf. Nothing changes. It's still the same hockey game. You're in the same development, but you're in the Leafs, you're in it, and you got to learn to deal with it. It's a different market for sure. Um, I'm curious to see how the response is from the likes of Minton and Cowan now when they go back to junior. Like Easton Cowan, from all accounts, watching a bit of the game today was really, really good. It was an up-and-down tourney for Fraser Minton, but yeah, like it pretty much is disaster. Like they might throw a summit at Hockey Canada over, you know, not even making the medal round pretty much. I mean, you lose in the quarters. You're not even going to chance to play for a medal. Like it's... It's pretty surprising stuff, but I think if there's a nation to get a mulligan, it's probably Canada. They had one back-to-back -back entering this tourney, but it was weird. Like, I'm so into the World Junior this year. It's like I felt like I had no time to catch up. Maybe it's because it's overseas this year. Yeah, I think the only day I was really, the first day, Boxing Day, was, you know, I was into it, obviously. I think that's just a tradition, right? It's like you get up, and it was an early game, which is nice in our house, right? I know you're probably still sleeping, though. You get that yeah. beauty sleep in all the time, not with me, but kids are up, we're watching it. And my little guy's hooked on it now because of Connor Bedard last year. Even now, like, it's funny what one player can have an impact on a little guy playing hockey. And for I think for Hockey Canada, it's hard, like, other countries are good too, right? Especially you get into a one-game showdown, you run into a hot goal, you get a couple mm -hmm. bad bounces here or there, and I hope they don't 
dissect it too much, but I, I know they're going to. They really didn't find their footing all tournament long. It was just really, really bizarre. But again, like we have an action packed show for you today. Like, I don't know if you've caught this the last like four days in Leafs Nation have just been insane. So a lot to cover. We'll go over the California road trip. We'll go over the Samsonov news first and foremost here. I will recap the weekend. Just uh, lots going on, but I just wanted to make sure you had a good New Year, buddy. Yeah, honestly, really good. Um, yeah. We kept the kids out, like I said, till almost midnight, which was a huge mistake yesterday. It was hell in a cell <laughs> with those little guys, just maniac. And I was nursing a good hangover. It's nice being able to go out New Year's. I don't honestly, other than last year, like for how many years, I don't even remember what I, I was doing on New Year's or when we had the party or what we did, because it was always based on your schedule, right? Yeah, buddy, I did the full like throwback to mid twenties bottle service on New Year's Eve. Just what a crock, man! I, I, I woke up with a disgusting taste in my mouth, and it's probably because of the shit ton of vodka I drank. But just bottle, there's something about bottle service that just ain't right. Like I know I was tuned up, but like I vividly remember them taking away the first bottle before the second one, or before the that you know it was even done, and they brought the second bottle out. And next thing you know, you're out of the club. And on top of that. We were sort of misled. I won't mention where the place was in Toronto, but they told us it was sold out and it was going to be packed. And then we show up and it's like 65% full. So it was a bit disappointing, but nonetheless, good good to have your, your loved ones, your buddies, your friends around for a good time. That's all that matters, right? Yeah, yeah, I actually, uh, I have some friends in Arizona. They sent a video wishing us Happy New Year's, thinking of bottle service. Um, when I was in Arizona, we went out, we were at, uh, I don't even know what place it was. We ended That up, place is a light show. Oh my goodness. Scottsdale? I think- I want to say we were at Riot House or something right in that main blonde. Yeah, bottle blondes right there. So we're at Riot House and my wife and my good buddy's friend had run a half marathon that day. And I was like, ask the bottle girl service if like, you know, they have the marquee signs that come out when they bring the bottle. (laughs) And uh, I was like, can I get one of those for like my wife and her friend? She's like, yeah, it's 1200 bucks. And I was like, okay, no, we're good. Right. Like, I'm like, I'm not (laughs) spending 1200 bucks on it. And then within like five minutes later, they had a bottle and the sign came out. Uh, Clayton Keller and Nick Schmaltz got it. it said hot dog fucks on it <laughs> and now I'm like it's coming out and the sign the girls have the sign so they sent the video of it the other day and uh I was dying laughing and I was just telling them like my wife like fucks doesn't mean like it means like you're like they like he's me. a beauty yeah. I'm a beauty kind of yeah. thing we we're just all dying as a sign came out for me and we went out another night and they had another sign for me so I was laughing because they liked the old guy being out in the club with them Man, I, I feel so old when they come, you know, when they come out. So anybody listening and watching when they come out and you get bottle service, like they have like the whole assortment of people who work there and they got bubbles and they're fucking it's like a mini dance. And dude, it's so awkward. I don't know. Maybe I wasn't drunk enough the other night, but I'm like, yeah, we're getting wasted and we're spending 700 bucks on this fucking bottle. Like it's it's a different time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's such a rip off, but they uh, <laughs> they do a good job. And that was definitely the NHL life. I always used to laugh rookie party yeah. like. A lot of fun, but man, you think about the money that gets wasted, but it is it is part of the experience for sure. At least the rookies are paying for it. Yeah, exactly that. And when you think about it, it is a giant ripoff. Like in what sick world does a bottle that you can buy for, what, 30 bucks now all of a sudden because of the service and somebody putting your ice cubes in your drink now costs like 400 bucks? Yeah. Oh yeah. It's funny. It is a funny experience for sure. And some I don't miss that was never. And then my, my favorite part of it is we'd like go out as a team and you're like partying and you can't hear shit anyway. Like you can't, you're trying to have a good time. And you're like, you have your one ear covered. Yeah. Like, what? Yeah. Oh yeah. Sure. Yeah. That's deadly. Yeah. The, 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 the bottle service girl tried to slip a fasty on me. She's like, Oh, you want a bottle of champagne for like midnight? I was like, absolutely not. Uh, I think we're good. We're good at the two. Dude, it was like three of us and we had two bottles. Like we're a big pimping on New Year's. I'm like, fuck, whatever. My buddy's like, I don't want to stand up. I was like, me either. So we're going to sit down. We're going to enjoy this, sip on our beverages. But like, they don't give you time to breathe, man. Every three seconds, the girl's rolling by, filling my drink. I'd put my drink down. The asshole would take it. So like half the bottle was just like full drinks, but I'd put it down to have a conversation and it's gone. Like it killed me, man. It's a fine-tuned science. They have it figured oh. out, especially when you're going to those places too, right? Well, that's when you get the young crew through, right? That don't have yeah. a clue. And next thing you know, you get your bill and you're like, whoa, how did We've this all happen? had that moment too. You get that very first bottle service bill. You're like, oh shit, I'm in one. And then 
on top of that, if you don't tip correctly, you're going to get in one really, really quickly too with the server. Oh yeah, yeah, they're not they're not shy. They they know how to breed them, right? That's like part of oh, the yeah. thing. And I always laugh because we actually we went uh, we were hanging out with some friends. We were talking about that when we were partying at one point, and uh, yeah, we went bowling with our kids during the day. Again, now this is how my life has changed full circle here. Now I'm like talking about my bowling day with my kids, and they had paid for everything. Our friends and I said well, I was bugging my buddy. I'm like, well, it's because you owe me from all these times you've been out, and we were joking around about being out when I played in nashville uh, at a big party or something and they're like i'm just to order whatever you want like fill your tables filled with drinks you're like well who pays for it and i'm like i don't know one of these rich guys is gonna pick it up weber renee somebody not me so who cares order what you want right oh that's why they call it national league it's so true like i've been uh, part of those obviously not as a player just sneaking up doing my thing having a couple drinks and moving on i know i'm not covering that bill whatsoever i'm getting a lot of heat um, Tammy said it was a rookie move, leaving my drink unattended. My apologies. You're probably right. But sometimes you got to put your drink down and have a conversation. Next thing you know, it's gone. But nevertheless, it was a good time. Happy New Year to everybody. Happy Blue Year. It's 2024, and hopefully things are a bit different for the Maple Leafs this year. At the Leafs Nation 401 on YouTube, where you can subscribe if you're watching right now. At the Leafs Nation 401. And Leafs Morning Take, wherever you find your podcasts. As we slide into the appetizer, brought to you by DoorDash. For a limited time, our listeners can get 25% off up to $10 in value and zero delivery fees on their first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app. Enter code NATION25. That's code NATION25 for 25% off your first order with DoorDash. Offer valid in Canada. Subject to change. Terms apply. Huts. I don't know what it is about working with you, but every time something big happens in the crease, it seems to be you filling in for Rosie. So... Without further ado, Samsonov waved on Sunday. What a uh, ending to 2023 for this organization. Waved, he clears waivers, and uh, the Hildebeest, Dennis Hildeby up. But firstly, your thoughts on Samsonov, his season so far. I think long overdue. You know, it's been something I've I've taken some heat for it. I've been pretty, I've stood my ground on how bad he's looked this year. Just, you know, even when he was winning and, you know, trying to get over that, it's tough, right? His, his game has just been off. He hasn't been crisp. He hasn't been able to find it. And in the NHL, it's hard, man. There's no time to catch up. Like, there's not like a break where you can just like reset yourself. And especially when, you know, when Wall gets hurt and it's hard, right? Because I think they've done a good job of giving him a chance to reset and have a little bit of a time. But it seems like it's just been that once that ball started rolling down the hill, it just picked up speed and it's gotten worse and worse. And, and we've touched on this every time I've been on here with you is like, Every time he has media availability, he just sounds so weak and so uncon like his confidence is shot. And I don't know how you find that midseason. I've been through it, right? But I, I feel like when I struggled with it, it was like internalized. I would deal with it myself. It wasn't like public. I wouldn't like go to the mic and be like, oh, I'm shot. I don't know what I'm doing. Maybe I get my eyes checked. Like, <laughs> what are you doing, man? Especially in that market, it's insane. So hopefully it's something that like, you know, he it will be good for him because I'm, I'm sure he's a great guy. He's still young. He's still got a ton of potential. And like the great Mitch Korn always told me, you don't lose talent overnight, right? Like he didn't lose his talent. It's just between his ears right now. But what has transpired? Like, I don't know. And, and you could speak to it. You played in this league. Like the position has become so volatile. Like one year, you can be incredible. The next year, you can't stop a beach ball. Is it all about confidence with this guy? It is. It's just such a mental position too. And I, you know, I, I look at him and I, I think about like Almar kind of, he went through the same thing where yeah. it's like, he just didn't have that trust. The team didn't have trust in him, right? You see him leave Washington. He comes to Toronto. He's played well. And then he gets arbitration one year deal and one year deal. And it's always a battle to like get that contract. Right. So I feel like then versus the same thing with like Jack Campbell, where it's like, he was playing under so much pressure, right? He's wound so tight. Then he finally gets a big contract and it's just a shit show. Cause it's like, you like decompressed, right? It's hard to stay, that's why I'm always so impressed by like guys like Marc-Andre Fleury, Hellebuck, these guys that can do it year in, year out. They're pretty consistent, right? So for him, it's just like the wheels fell off and it came off in a hard way, right? So it's tough. It's been tough to watch, right? Because you want the best for him. But you look at that game, just it's just bad, man. It's I don't I don't know how you reset it. Like, trust me, playing the American League ain't gonna be any easier playing like that. Like the American League's not like everyone thinks like, oh, he's just gonna go there and rack up a bunch of shutouts. Like, trust me, if he's playing like that in the American League, he's gonna get lit up as well. Man, the wording's concerning to me where, like, he's going to go down and they're saying, like, he's not going to play right away. Like, he's going to utilize the practice time, a mental reset, like, whatever you want to call it. But I'm just trying to figure out, like, what, what a fair expectation is at this point for Samsonov. Like, when do we see this a guy? Do we see him again? Like, is it 
similar? Can you draw a correlation to Jack Campbell with the Edmonton Oilers? Is it different because of the contract? Is it different because of the goaltender? I just wonder, you know, from the least perspective, what are they thinking? Like, is this a guy that you can count on later on the season to be a goalie for you again? Like, I just don't know if I can get to that point right now because he's been that bad this year and especially lately, right? Yeah, it's tough to see what's going to happen, right? So I think in the interim, you're you're hoping Martin Jones can be that stopgap, right? And he can just, you know, mm-hmm. kind of hold them down. But my other concern that I, I don't know how much it gets talked on, obviously, is like Joseph Wall's ankle, right? This is a high ankle sprain. Like I had two of them. I had one in college and it. I came back from it that year and it nagged me all year. Like it was the worst. Nagged me for years. But I also wasn't getting the high-end treatment at that point and like going about things the right way. And then I had a high ankle sprain against the Rangers when I was with the Sabres, which pretty much packed in my career I'd get surgery on after I rehabbed it. So my concern is like, what does Joseph Wall look like when he's back as well? Right. This is a, a legitimate concern that needs to be like talked about because Martin Jones is serviceable, but he's I don't believe he's the guy that's going to win you a seven game series and bring you to the promise line. We need him to steal games. And and obviously Samsonov played well in stints last year. But so it's definitely going to be an interesting take here and. I don't know the Samson off like where he ends up on this, but he was good last year and he, and he's played well, but like you pull up the numbers there and it's, it's really tough to see it. Even, even at that five, two and six with those numbers is pretty impressive to show how good the Leafs are. Imagine they were getting good goaltending. Oh, it's frightening. Honestly, you're right. And uh, yeah, it would be a much different tune and story in this market. Had they been getting the net mining throughout the season? I, I think you make some valid points. Like I think that was the important part to bring up about Martin Jones. Like a, there's a reason why, Nobody won this guy. B, there's a reason why he started the year in the American Hockey League. Like he's a he's a good enough serviceable third string guy at this point. Even with Seattle last year, the numbers were a bit deceiving. His save percentage was still pretty, pretty bad. But Seattle had a good year. He got a lot of victories. But again, there was a reason why teams didn't go after him the way they did in the offseason. Somebody's got to weather this storm. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. I want to ask you, like, is there a goaltender out there? Because I think, you know, understandable and good point on wall. Like, just because if he comes back, it doesn't mean like no doubt. Like, I mean, it's going to work out, right? Is there a goaltender out there that you think could make sense for the Leafs to pick up, trade for, that could be sort of a, a longer term solution for them. Well, obviously like inside of the cap is, is tricky, right? Cause you, yeah. you see some movement, like, obviously I love Vamelka down in Arizona cause he has term. Right. And then the other guy that you think of that comes to mind for me is always Jake Allen. Right. Cause Montreal has been carrying three all year, but from Montreal standpoint, I remember early in the year at me being like, you can't go with three. Why do you have three? And then I think as I took a step back, and you look at what Ken Hughes has done there, he is just holding his cards. And now that what Jake Allen used to be worth at the start of the season, mm-hmm. I think as we creep closer, we talk about Carolina, we talk about um, Jersey. Washington, Jersey needing goalies, or, or yeah, Jersey needs a guy bad right now mm-hmm. with team that can win. How much value there is there now? Even Edmonton, you think about what they're going to want to try to give up to get a guy that can help complement Stuart Skinner. So it's tricky to see that. Um, but those are two guys for me that like make sense because – 
it's not like you just want to go get another. You already have Martin Jones. You have a guy that's just a mid-range, going to give you good goaltending, but not a guy that can be better than that. So I think those are two guys that come to mind for me that could really make a difference for this team. Well, that's a thing too. And again, I'm careful using the example of Vegas last year because not many teams have that blue line. They don't have Petrangelo. They don't have Theodore. But you win a Stanley Cup with Shea Theodore, and I wonder, it's a copycat league. I don't even wonder. It is. If teams look at that and say, you know what, we're not going to pay up to get a John Gibson who has term with the Anaheim Ducks. We're going to get a guy like, and I'm not trying to, you know, not not give the props to like a Jake Allen. I think he's a good goaltender, but I think a move of that stature makes a bit more sense than trying to go big game hunting, especially now with the salary cap too. I agree. I think it's just one of those things. And goaltending, we all know now, it's not necessarily like having the big dog. It's like who can get hot at the right time mm-hmm. or just have enough cards in your deck that you can throw somebody in that's going to work, right? Well, again, you go back to Vegas, like granted, again, the back end, but like we've seen it in years past, right? Bennington gets hot at the right time. You have like guys outside of your like, you know, for years it was too fast. You knew what you're getting every year. Vasilevsky mm-hmm. and these guys were like high, high end guys. Other than that, the rest of the rest of the goalies are all interchangeable. That's how I always felt. I was like, I was a solid NHLer, but I was like, I wasn't a stud by any means. I was just like, if I was hot, I was going right. I was dialed in, but then like somebody else could be going where these big money guys, it's hard to get that done, especially when the Leafs back end looks like how it looks right now. Yeah. And again, unfortunately around the league, it's happening everywhere. Not just in Toronto. Like you even look at Minnesota, Philip Gustafson got banged up over the weekend. He's going to be out a couple weeks. They're saying so Mark andre Fleury suddenly maybe not an option trade-wise. I don't even know if he is because you need two net miners, especially in this day and age, the NHL. Um, Jason writing in, Jones is better than Allen. I couldn't disagree more. Um, I think Allen's a really good goaltender. I think he's further along. Um, and I think Martin Jones is victim of the Toronto bubble where he has one game and it's like, this guy's a Vesna winner. I think he is what he is. I think you perfectly put it. If you have this expectation that Martin Jones is going to play the next 15 games at a safe percentage of nine 30, you, you're, you're crazy. Like it's going to be nine, 10, nine Oh five. He's going to win some games. He's going to have some bomb games too. Yeah, for sure. I agree. Uh, Martin Jones is not better than Jake Allen, in my opinion. Like Martin Jones is a good goalie. Don't get me wrong. And I, I think that, but you look at it, Jake's body of work over his career and the way he like manages the crease. I think there's more sustainability in his game. Um, but again, like having another guy that can play like he'll to be, obviously it's great. This young kid's getting a good exposure, but like, man, you're asking a lot of a kid to go into this situation that has no experience that has no, you know, pro pedigree yet. Um, and you don't want to like ruin his future as well. Right. Cause you see that happen a lot where guys get rushed into situations. And the next thing you know, he's the next Samson off cause he's got mental health issues. Cause he's been struggling and dealing with this market and what comes with being a Maple Leaf. What is it with like prospect net miners in Toronto getting nicknames before they play a game? Like, and I understand Hilda beast. I mean, that has to stick with the guy for years cause he's six foot seven, but like right away, it's like getting so loud. In Toronto over a 22-year-old who's played, what, like 15, 17 total games in the AHL. Is that a pretty good year? You talked about the AHL not being an easy league to play in. 7-5-3 and three, a 2.20919, two shutouts uh, for Dennis Hildeby. I think, understandably so, they're being very coy. He's been recalled, but they're saying, yeah, we might start Martin Jones in the back-to-back. No, you're not. You know Hildeby's making his debut, at least in my opinion, this week. But I think it's it's important that you brought that up because... The last thing you want to do, and that's why I think they've been hesitant for like a month now to make a call, to make a change, because we all knew the writing was on the wall with Samsonov. Like, they didn't want to do this, man. Like, I think that's the big thing here is like, you don't want to hurt what's going on with the kid right now. No, that's the other thing, too. You're trying to protect him, right? I feel like there was times where I remember you'd be like, I was in the minors and I was working my way in and I knew I was better than the guy up top or like I was playing better and you're like, they're struggling and you're like, Oh, you want to go, you want to go. And it was always like, you got to just wait, right. They're just trying to be smart with it. And then you look at the way they handed Joseph wall and how he turned out this year, how great he was playing, but they also managed him perfect, Mm -hmm. right? They kept him in the minors. They kept him, protect him. Then like, I'm sure there were stints in the minors where Joseph wall was shit too. Right. But he's doing it in his, on his terms, not in the big spotlight where, you learn to deal with that. You learn to like overcome those situations. Then now you got thicker skin. Now you know how to manage. Hey, okay, I'm struggling. This is the process. This is what's worked for me. You kind of have that repertoire in your toolbox where sometimes when these guys get rushed in, it's tough, right? Like I even think back, remember when Garrett Sparks came in and he got a shutout 
right away. It was like, oh, this is the next coming. He's going to be the best, yeah. right? Like, it's easy to play on emotion. I always talk about is you get up there. Like, I'm sure Hildeby's going to go in and play well, but like, what is sustainable? Tell me what's sustainable. Like James Reimer, like that's sustainability. These guys that last like over time, not being amazing, not overly talented, overly skilled, but just have like durability, and it, it comes between the years. Yeah, definitely. And again, I, I'm going to temper expectations right away with with Hildeby. And again, they haven't give a conclusion one way or another. I would think it's likely, at least my speculation, that Hildeby gets in against the Anaheim Ducks in the back-to-back. -back. It makes a lot of sense. But I, I, I think, obviously, they're going to protect them as best they can. But in this day and age, it's tough for a guy to play in a back-to-back. -back. I just... I think it's so fascinating that's got to a level and now they're calling the hill to be up and he's with the team, but it just maybe shows you the feel of like Samsonov right now is way off where they, they felt desperation to make this type of move. Right. Yeah. Well, I think it like instills across the whole team too. You don't think yeah. when this guy's in that and he's like in Buffalo, when he gives up that first one to Greenway, like that stinker, like the bench is just like, Oh no, here we go again. Right now it's hard to play when you're worried about every shot going in on your goalie. Right. Like there's yeah. a, you know, you need to be able to play free and play the right way. And, and the team lacks confidence, right? It's, it's not a good thing. And, and even the crowd, I think no one was hiding from it. And, and the thing is Samsonov is even questioning himself, right? Mm -hmm. <clears throat> like the room for error is so small in the NHL or any position when they're playing like at that level, yet alone goalie, right? When you are making, a, when you're off just a touch, you're losing games. That's just the number one rule. And, and for him, it's obviously been magnified and it, it's tough to watch because I feel for him. I've been in that situation before, not, not to that extent where I got sent down because I was horrible. But in the same thing, like when you're fighting it, man, is it it's a tough place to be. The sickening thing, though, is that the Marners, uh, the Matthews, the Nylanders, the Tavares of the world are being rolled out there. And you pretty much you can't say anything like we all know the goaltending has been shit. Yeah. Like you're, you're the microscopes on you. And they're like, yeah, we have the most confidence in this guy. Like anybody who's played sports, you have zero confidence in the guy. You can't say it publicly, but you feel like trash going out there to play for this guy. Right. Yeah, it's tough, right? Because it's one of those ones where it's like, I've seen guys call it goalies in the room before where it'd just be like, you gave up a shitter or like, you're just playing mm. like, like well, wake up, man. Like, well, we need a save there. But like, it's honestly so far past that, <laughs> that it's like the elephant in the room. It's like, everybody knows what's going on. Like, you're like eating breakfast with them on the morning of a game. And you're like, hey, man, how was your night? You're like, oh, fuck. Like, what do I say to this guy? Like, he's literally yeah. in a world of hurt. And you know, yeah. everywhere you turn, you're talking about it. So it's something that isn't hidden. It's inside the team and it's, <clears throat> it's tough. Right. And I feel for those guys, like granted, they get rolled out all the time. It's better than rolling yeah. Samson off out to talk. Cause you know, that's true. Go. True. Yeah. It's, it's been a disaster again. It's like a, a formality in Leafs nation early January. You're talking about goaltending. They could have fucking Dominic Hasek. It would be the same. I don't know. I don't know what it is with this market. We do know what the, it is with this market, but every year it's the same conversation. It's sickening to talk about, but nevertheless, we do that on this podcast, this segment, is brought to you by Charm Diamond Centers. Get custom ring building delivered in less than four weeks with the Charm Masterpiece Program and an unbeatable pricing policy. For more information, go to charmdiamondcenters.com. So just to recap what we missed over the weekend, the final two games of 2023, as we referenced on Friday, this team does not beat inferior opponents. I couldn't believe social media. All on Samsonov. I get it. He was trash in that game. But at some point, there's got to be accountability thrown around the room. Last time I checked, a goalie's part of a team. But obviously, that's the big story. And, uh, you know, the Leafs lose to Columbus again. Just uh, the bottom feeder teams. Like, that's such a conversation to begin with. I know the goaltending was bad in that game. You got to find a way to win. Yeah, you have to find a way to win these games, especially you want to be an elite team, right? We, we talk about trying to win a Stanley Cup, and <clears throat> it's it's rough, right? Especially, but again, you talk about the confidence. Like, I feel like this was like the, we have to play him one more time, and then it's over, right? It's like, put him in there, and then we get rid of it if we lose. Like, if, like if he plays well there, obviously, it's a whole different story, but it's tough. You need to find a way to rally and and be a team that can grind it out, right? Then just give up no chances. Just shut down, play shut down D, do what you have to do. And obviously it's tough to watch, right? Especially when you're losing to Columbus and that it's been a rough goal. It's, you know, you talk about it before. Like, it seems like they're always playing Columbus and it's always these hilarious games. And like, oh. take the over it, at like over 10 when you're playing Columbus. Oh yeah, exactly. It's exactly, it's just, it was such a weird season series, but 
again, maybe you're the wrong guy to ask because you're a goalie, but like I was a bit perplexed because I put out a tweet and I got some fire back, but a lot of people agreed. I said, is is this it for Samsonov and Keefe? Well, it would, it, you know, the writing was on the wall for Samsonov. We all knew that was it, but I think it's going to gradually start to get louder for, for Sheldon Keefe. I just, uh, at some point in time, like the the easy scapegoat is the head coach. Like I've been on the record and saying, I think Sheldon Keefe is an incredible coach. I think he's a really good coach, but I just wonder if a fresh voice could be good for this team. Cause it's clearly, and again, I, a lot of people came back at me and said, Hey, this is their record since mid, mid November. And they've been a good team and points wise and all that. I just, you know, I pull you right now. Sheldon Keefe's the coach of this team for game one of the Stanley Cup playoffs. How how confident are you they can go far in the postseason? My not, not far, not far at all. Yeah. I, I I think I go back to that game against Carolina. Like watching Carolina play, it was like the Leafs couldn't do anything. Like there was no time, no space, just big bodies, sticks, like just there was no presence in the whole game. Like it just felt like I don't know if you felt that way. Like I felt I like did. watching it on TV, it was like it was like boys playing against men where Carolina were just like seemed humongous and there was no space in the offensive zone. They couldn't do anything. And where I watched that, it's like, I know Carolina's had their struggles this year, but like there is a team where it's like, how the hell are you going to beat them in a seven game series when they're just shutting you down every which way you turn, you can play your running gun. You can do all your dipsy doodling, but like against a team like that. And there are going to be other teams that can do the same thing that have high powered offenses that play structured like the Bruins, right? Who play the structure and they can score. How the heck are you going to get through those guys? And when you watch it Saturday night, it just felt like it was, it was like watching paint dry. It was just like, there's nothing They Don't give you anything. It's boring. They get the puck out and, and that's it. There's no time, no space. It was a professional performance. Uh, number one, we all knew it was coming. Michael Bunting video oh, tribute yeah. scores a goal. Like that's a given. Anybody who plays the Leafs, they're going to score against him. He's got his Scarborough family in town for that. Like it just, it's sickening. It really is. And then number two, like, did I miss anything here? And maybe it just reinforces the fact that Sheldon Keefe has no pull on this team. That David Camp is the guy that he's going to use as an example to say, "Hey, we need to be better after losing to Columbus." Like. And I think the cherry on top to that was that Carolina comes out and scores two power play goals with David Camp, the the best penalty killer on this team, in in the press box eating popcorn. It's crazy to me. Yeah, it's not the statement. Like it's kind of a like he's a guy that can come in and out of the, the lineup. guys care. Do, does anybody in the fucking room care that David Camp was scratched? Please. Yeah, like I mean, you really want to send a message. It's got to be one of the big dogs, right? Like it's got to be someone that has an impact. That's gonna be like, holy cow, this is for real. Things are changing here because what what has really changed, right? Other than you got a new GM that I think the best thing he ever did was make sure Samsonov only got a one year deal, right? Didn't give him term. Yeah. Right now he looks really smart on that deal, but. You know, it is what it is. Like, it's it's not going to change when the boys just own, they run it, right? The big four run it, and that's the way it is, and it's always been that way. And it doesn't seem like it's heading in any different direction, especially when you watch them play against a team that knows how to defend their end. And, man, was that tough to watch. It was. And, again, to your point, Carolina showed up. They took care of business. Um, I think the Leafs were that bad. I thought Kachekov had some brilliant moments in that game. Um, you know, I sort of laughed about accountability, so it's like, okay, uh, David Camp had a bad, bad play and, and some tough moments in that game against Columbus. And you're going to single him out and say, OK, this guy's eating it. Well, where are you when Marner's giving away the puck in the D zone and, the, you know, the tough giveaway in the empty netter in that Carolina game? Like, if you want to play that game, then it can get serious in a hurry. That's why I really, really was questioning the decision to begin with. Like, was it, did that just show Sheldon Keefe's hand that he can't make that big decision to really bench a Marner, put him on the fourth line for a couple of shifts. And, and this is where he's got to go. David camp is the guy he's ruling out and, and using it as a, as an example. I, I thought it was mystifying. Yeah, no, it's definitely interesting. And it, it is funny that they go and score two power play goals right after that. Right. So, yeah. but where is that? I don't know. I just feel like there's the accountability is like, Hey, well, you guys get points. So it doesn't matter what else you do anywhere else. Right. That's what it feels yeah. like. Cause you guys are the stars. And, but again, you just go back to like, doing leafy things right like rosie said like it's one of those things it's like i almost feel like it's just going to be the exact same thing we watched last year and me too before, and the year yeah. before it's like oh shit we had a good regular season we got in we're good and then we get ponted yeah no that's oh. why i feel too and that and that's why i started to wonder 
Like, what's the thing you can do? You can't fire an entire team. What's the no. one thing they can do right now that could maybe change the course of this organization? It's the head coach. And how many times in recent memory, it's a recency game where a new coach comes in, they get that bump and they go on a bit of a run and, you know, everything's rosy. And I think on top of that, there's some options out there that make sense. Like, I'm not just endorsing this saying, hey, let's let's make a coaching change for the sake of making a coaching change. There's some pretty legitimate names out there who I think could be well-suited to manage this market and bring this team to that next level. Would you agree? I agree. And some guys like that would come in hot, right? Like not like <clears throat> going to baby guys. And I, I know Dubas when he got Keith and he was big on relationships and like fostering. And I know it's a new wave of person and, yeah. and younger generation needs a little more TLC. Where back in the day, it was just tough love. Where maybe that's what they need right now. Maybe it maybe it's a short-term thing. Maybe you bring in a guy like, you know, Craig Berube or like someone who has like that pedigree and like presence that's really just going to rip into these guys and not baby them. And like, maybe that's what they need, right? Like I always used to joke around like, when people were like babied me, I didn't get well. I needed like tough love. I needed like, and then even if I didn't like it, I would like use it to my advantage. It'd be like, okay, well, fuck you, man. I'm going to get prove angry. You wrong. I'm going to yeah. prove you wrong. Right. And like, maybe that guy was trying to do it. Or he wasn't trying to do it. That's the way I did it. And then later in my career, if like things were going good, I would always find ways to stay motivated. And it's tough to get motivated when you're making 10 sheets a year and you're running the whole city. Well, no, you're right. It, that's exactly it too. And I think the prime example is, is in Edmonton, like Jay Woodcroft. I mean, you can draw similarities to Sheldon Keefe, like a phenomenal regular season record. Uh, he's been further than Keefe in the Stanley cup playoffs. Like you can draw parallels. So like, I understand this whole ideology where it's like Keefe, he's been incredible. And how can you fire a coach that continues to put up 110 point seasons? But like in the playoffs, I mean, the proof is in the pudding with the personnel on that roster and, you know, to uh, to a point like Mike Babcock was right with some of these players and teaching them. I I don't know. I just have felt this way for a while where it's like there's no obligation from the current GM. It's not his guy like to make a decision right now like that. You're in a playoff spot. I think that's the bump this team could use in the second half of the season to go on a crazy run here. I don't know if I why I feel that way, but it just you have that sense covering this team on a daily basis. They're in need of something, man. Like they're just, something isn't right with this team this year. Maybe people will disagree with me, but it just got a weird feel to this team. And I couldn't agree more. Like I think it gets right now as things lay, same thing happens in the postseason. You get that eerie feel. They can't put it together. And I think right now they're able to sort of restructure, you know, their strategy and how they look come the postseason a bit. Yeah, it's still early enough, right? And because <clears throat> yeah. you don't want to wait too long, right? Because it's one of those things that's gonna be hard to like get new systems or the way they want to play implemented. And it's just it's not going against your cap. It's they got enough money to pay out his contract. They'll be all right. They'll survive, right? It's one of those things. I just think like because he just got that extension, does that change the standpoint? But for me, I agree. What you hit on there is like it's not his coach, right? Like Trev comes in there and he you got to get something that's gonna work and. I think if you look at years past, it almost you're getting to the point of like insanity where it's like it's literally the exact same package we watched last year, the year before, with like subtle changes, right? Mm -hmm. But like bringing in, uh, you know, Bertuzzi, was he really going to be the big difference maker or Domi, right? But those like, are playoff guys, though. Like I, they are playoff guys. I yeah. like that, but it's one of yeah. those things where it's like, but your big guys are still your big guys. Your back end is still questionable. Your goal, like now the goaltending's a mess. Like, I yeah. don't know. Yeah. It's a lot of yeah. moving parts. And and it doesn't seem like even when they are healthy and they have, they had everything rolling. Like if Joseph Wall wasn't playing out of his mind at one point, they were going to be losing a lot more hockey games. Like imagine Samsonov yeah. was playing down that stretch if Sam, or I don't know. It's nuts. It's time yeah. for something. It, to there's happen. just, again, to your point, there's just so many moving parts. I just think this team is in need of a boost. I don't know if it's going to come trade wise. Like, I know they're in a playoff spot. I know they're a couple points back still of the likes of the better teams in this division and conference, but something ain't right. And the fact that we cover this team on a daily basis and we're seeing that we can't be the only ones, that for sure. And and chime in with your thoughts as well in the chat. You guys have been fantastic as per usual at the Leafs Nation 401 where you can subscribe, leave us a review and all that. But Wendy's is letting you win real food with your fantasy teams this year and daily face-off as well. For those of you who smoke the competition, Wendy's is rewarding you with weekly prizes they will have you winning despite your lack of team building skills. Download the Wendy's app and score yourself 150 bonus reward points on your first order and grab a sweet victory from the mouth-watering jaws of defeat along with some fresh, never frozen beef. Sign up to play Daily Face-Off Survivor to win weekly prizes like the spicy chicken sandwich from Wendy's and the Wendy's app. 
So it's the Leafs and the Los Angeles Kings, the first of three in this California road trip. And it just, it has that feel of a massive game for the Leafs, considering the weekend they just had losing to Columbus, professional um, win by the Carolina Hurricanes on Saturday, bunting returns. The Leafs need this in a big way, but unfortunately the LA Kings have been fantastic this year and it's a tough matchup for the Leafs in this one. Yeah, it is. And this is going to go back to what we just talked about. We talked about that professional win against Carolina. They, the Kings do a really good job in their own end. They don't give up a lot. I've talked a lot on this on other shows and stuff about Cam Talbot. Like he has just been efficient and great. Mm -hmm. Like he didn't, he's not reinventing the wheel, right? I always touch on guys like you talk about Martin Jones, you talk about James Reimer, these guys that have been around a long time and they're not like stars. They're just solid goaltending. Nothing really changed with Cam Talbot. He's part of a good system now. He's part of a predictable hockey system. He's part of a system where when he steps out of the ice, no matter who they're playing, we are playing the way we need to play. We're going to dictate the defensive zone. When we get the offense, we generate from there. Where when I watch Toronto and I watch some of these other teams that struggle in their own end, it's like you can't be making like – how many times do you watch guys make cute plays in the D zone and turn it over? It's, it's so Too frustrating, many. right, where it's like yeah. – Play with structure. When you get in the offensive zone, the the leash is off. You got to be. You have to play right. But if you want to win and be consistent and predictable, it starts in the D zone, and that's where Todd McLennan has these guys playing the right way. Show me a good goalie. Show me a good system, and that that's perfectly put. Because again, you look at LA. You look at Cam Talbot where he was a year ago. Now, granted, probably healthy wasn't your year ago with the Ottawa Senators, but it just shows you like you could have anybody in there if you have a good system, like. David Riddick, man. Remember him had a cup of tea with the Leafs? Like Big Save Dave was his his nickname 10 years ago. He can't stop a beach ball now, but he even looks like a stud in this system in LA. Yeah, it is a product of that. And I've been part of it too. It's like <clears throat> when we were in St. Louis, I've touched on that before. It's we were so predictable, right? Like, and that's the biggest thing. When you were in that and you know what's coming. I remember going from that system to Buffalo, where it was just oh, like boy. Yeah. a free-for-all, right? Where it'd be like there was nights where I thought like I didn't think I knew that I played well and you still give up three, you give up four. Cause it's like, there's no sustainability in that. Right. Like they need a, where I, I just, I like, I, that's where you touch back to the way they play. It's so frustrating exactly. to me. Cause it's like, this is not the thing. Then you go back to the coach. It seems like this is, I feel like I'm taking crazy pills right now. Cause we're just doing the same thing over and over and over and over again. Yeah. When you go and look at these other teams and you're like, you have Cam Talbot, who's been lights out, right? And against the Leafs, he's been unbelievable too, right? In 11 games, he's 6-2-1, which is nuts, right? 9-16, yeah. that's Cam Talbot. We're not talking about Andre Veseleski. We're not talking about an absolute star. Just Cam Talbot, who's like a starter, backup, 1A, 1B. Great career. Like, and I love Cam Talbot. I played against him my whole career. But give me a good system. You're going to get consistency. It really is a, the, the definition of insanity. I know like that phrase is overused in this market, but it is yeah. like I, somebody in the chat made a good point earlier on Vegas, like had three coaches in like six years and they won a Stanley cup. Right. I think this reluctancy to move on from Sheldon Keefe is, is a bit weird and crazy. And granted, it's been a small sample size here with Brad tree living. And I, I think certainly at the very least, it's going to be a conversation that's had postseason considering how they do in the Stanley cup playoffs, but you got to get there. And I just think there's so many moving parts with this team right now. One, four, and one in the last six games. Uh, they've alternated wins, by the way, in the last four with the LA Kings. Uh, Ryan Rees, by the way, sounds like he's good to go. Would you put him right back in there against a team like LA, or would you wait, like, uh, do it the way they were when he got injured? I think you got to get him in. You got to get him going, yeah. right? Like, that's the whole point of having him. Like, if you're not going to Can he get him, going? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that is a good point, right, to his level. Like, I love Revo, a good friend, and, like, yeah teammate but it's just the game is so damn fast now and he's just not as agile as he was or never was in that sense but he can bang he can keep guys honest he can do that but i just don't know where this team goes from here like and i know he's been a liability when he has been on but fuck, just a lot of times i watch mitch marner's a liability too right so it's like one of those things where where do we get this team in the direction if it's not implemented across the board where you're getting guys to play the right way in all three zones well, that, that's a thing that they just opened a new can of worms with this David Camp scratching. Like, I, it was, for lack of a better word, like, it was just head-scratching. It, it was head-scratching why that was the decision they made when everybody saw, and they're like, yeah, Samsonov sucked. Like, yeah, it was the big reason, but I maybe saw it the way Sheldon Keefe saw, where it's like, yeah, Samsonov sucked, but the giveaways, the turnovers, the D-zone mistakes, 
were through the roof. Like people sort of missed that on Friday because Samson off such a polarizing story. Yeah. And the one thing we love doing in this market is ripping on goaltenders. So I felt like the Leafs sort of got a pass on Friday because their goaltending was so shit where it's like, no, they're making the same mistakes game in and game out. Like we just talked about LA and how structured that team is defensively. It's your guess is as good as mine as which Leafs team is going to show up defensively. If there's no structure, they remind me a lot of the Ottawa Senators, by the way. DJ Smith got whacked like two weeks ago where it's like they it's like beer league hockey out there. And just the D zone mistakes and the plays, I think were compounded, obviously, by a bad goalie on Friday. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I get what you mean. Even good or yeah. bad goaltending there, you're not really going to get the results you want. And even if you do, it wasn't the right type of hockey to be winning hockey consistently and yeah. they need to address it at some point because i feel like this is getting later and later and later and then it's like oh it's just another season we'll get them next year yeah right like it feels like it's getting to that point already and it's only early january and they're in a window though right and, and yeah. that's the thing you can't lose sight of in this market yeah it's it's an embarrassment of riches i mean to the theme of the entire show, I mean, it's quite clear that nobody wants to make that big move where it's the core four. So you got to look around and who's going to be the scapegoat. It's probably going to be the head coach. Like they're at some point in time, if they continue along this route where it's like unpredictable and they just don't know when they're going to show up, the coach is going to take the fall. It just it is what it is in pro sports. And sadly, it's just a reminder of how much of a business it is. But like it's it just like like it, it really is a definition of insanity and somebody's got to do something and pick it up. And again, it gets back to the point about accountability too. It's like, yeah, blame David camp. But like, if you're going to do that, start playing that game, then you got to, you know, the, the blame's got to go somewhere else when you make mistakes too. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. It's got to go. And it starts here. He's your head coach, right? He is yeah. the guy that lets us line up all the time. And I think for me, it's like the inconsistency of like, you know, you see the one game they're good, the next game they're bad. There isn't doesn't seem to be any like thing for them to fall back on. And I've always yeah. been a big believer in like you can always fall back on structure. You can't fall back on skill work and goal scoring because goal score like goal scoring and stuff is like such a fine line, right? Like mm -hmm. you could go out and be amazing and score, but like just you're off a little bit, it doesn't work. But like structure is structure, right? If you know where to go and there's predictability, where like you're in, I'm protecting you in the zone. It gives you a chance to play good hockey if you don't have it. Because then at least you can hang around in a game and maybe get a power play and maybe win a game. But if yeah. you're just trying to play running on offense, if you're off the slightest, it turns into a shit show and you and you see the outcome all the time when that happens. So they need a big effort tonight. Uh, the Botano wrap-up is presented by Botano.ca. The game starts now, 19+. plus. Please play responsibly. Martin Jones, maybe they get a boost because he's playing the LA Kings and, of course, uh, was a draft pick of... of uh, you know, the L.A. Kings was was quickies backup for there for a while. There goes to San Jose by route of Boston. So, like, there's that uh, revenge narrative. If you want to if you want to play that. But they need a big boy effort. I, I don't know how you feel about this game. I've really noticed and I brought this up earlier this year. Whenever these two teams play, it's weird, man. It's always like a puck line victory. It's a monster blowout victory. Uh, so if you recall earlier this year, uh, L.A. goes into Toronto. It was on Halloween and it felt like Halloween. A 4-1 win where the Leafs are booed off the ice after the second period. Uh, hopefully they have long memories. I'm forecasting a monster Leafs victory tonight. I just got that feel today. How about you? No, I don't mind it. I think as a goalie, I going into the way LA plays right now, I think Jones is going to get a lot of shots and get a lot of work. Yeah. And he's going to find a rhythm I think will be good for him. Because it's not like they're like crazy dynamic in the sense of what they're going to be giving up. Um, and I, I don't mind your take. I don't know about a huge win, but maybe this is going to be an... I just think the guys are going to come up flying, especially after Samsonov just got waved. Like, it's going to be sending a message. I think it sets up well with the back-to-back -back in Anaheim, too. Like, do we give Hill to be his first start because it's in Anaheim and guys are going to protect him? And then you got two starts against San Jose where these are games you need to win, right? Like, you got yeah. to get points against these bottom feeder teams. How would you look at it from the least perspective? So, like, obviously you want to win every game. It's just a reality. You're not going to. Uh, three of the next four inferior opponents you got two against san jose one against anaheim here's your playoff team here's your bona fide cup contender tonight like they have to win three of these four at the very least no yeah i agree i think if you're trying to keep pace and try to get home ice and you have to beat these teams like no offense to those teams like they're they're bad and you know they've they've showed some bright spots this year but if you're a legitimate team you need to find a way to just snuff out these wins and get it on the road and, and enjoy the road trip at the same time like find a way to man up and get these wins 
Producer Vic as well writing in Trevor Moore anytime goal. Moore's been a revelation this year. He's been incredible as a member of the LA Kings. Of course, I believe was part of the Muzzin deal a couple of years back. He's been good. So if you want to look at the anytime goal there, just similar to what we, you know, we smashed Michael Bunting over the weekend, scores that goal. It was a given. It was like five minutes in. Just take your goal and move on. But I just want to see a big effort from the Leafs tonight. Uh, it just it has that feel around this, this ominous feel around the team. Maybe it's just me huts where it's like. I think we're at a point every waking loss, you start to wonder if like big things are cooking. I don't know why I got that feel, but I, I got to be in these things sometimes. I like it. I And I love your like take on the coach too. I think it's great. I, I just think a yeah. shakeup is something that's needed. It's a fresh face. It, it can do a lot. It could be just that shot in the arm they need to really push them over the top. By the way, a lot of people in the chat saying Guy Boucher, I, yeah. if you're making a change, like, Please, it's not going to be Guy Boucher, right? Like, I think it's the same shit if it's Guy Boucher. Like, you need somebody fresh, a new voice, somebody who's done it in recent memory. There are names out there, as we've mentioned. I, I just don't think it would be the right call. Like, I think Keith's a good coach. Um, and again, I think he can still save himself, but they got to get going with structure. Like, I, the fact that we're now into January, they've won 10 times in regulation in 34 games. I think the numbers, when, once you start reading more directly into them, you're like, wow, this team doesn't have it. So looking forward to this one, Huts. It's always great to connect with you, buddy. And um, you're going to be with us uh, quite a bit over the next couple of weeks or in, in a couple of weeks, I think, too, no? Yeah, yeah, a few more yeah. times. And uh, honestly, yeah. it's been great. I love it. I love getting on here and chatting and uh, staying sharp and using my inside of all of the bad goals I gave up and seeing how they did it. No, it's good. It's it's always great to have that perspective. I mean, you played in this league. You were a goalie in this league. I mean, uh, who better than to give some advice and some intel as to what's transpiring behind the scenes? And certainly something we're monitoring, obviously, is Ilya Samsonov. Those updates are going to come every time this guy plays in the AHL, by the way. Oh, yeah. We saw it in Edmonton like two two weeks ago or whatever. Like, oh, he had two good starts in a row. Let's call him up. It's going to be the same shit in Toronto, man. Oh, yeah, yeah, exactly. I remember I think you tweeted the one thing, how it's going in the, yeah. in the AHL and Jack Campbell gave up that stinker when he's just sitting on the post. It just like rolls in over his skate. And uh, I feel for him, man. It's one of those yeah. things that's it doesn't at least he's making a ton of money doing it. But yeah, that's exactly it. He's probably paying for a lot of meals and, uh, you know, could only wonder in uh, the Calder Cup final this year. It's Jack Campbell and uh, Bakersfield against Celia Samson. <laughs> Toronto Marley's. <laughs> that would be awesome. That would be way too funny. But yeah, I hope he does well and he gets a chance. Right. Because I just hate seeing guys struggle. Right. But at the same time, like yeah. opportunities come in weird ways. Someone might yeah. take the ball and run with it here. Very well said. Uh, thank you to everybody in the chat at the Leafs Nation 401, where you can subscribe on YouTube. Least morning take wherever you find your podcast. Many thanks to uh, Gavin for stepping up as producer today. Producer Vic aboard as well. That's Carter Hutton. I'm Nick Alberga. Jay Rozo back in the mix tomorrow. And we'll talk to recap this one and set up potentially Dennis Hildeby's NHL debut here against the Anaheim Ducks. So we'll talk on Wednesday. Take care. Thank you for watching Leafs Morning Take. Hit that subscribe button and never miss a show. And for more, visit theleafsnation.com. T-H-E-L-E-A-F-S-N-A-T-I-O-N.com. <laughs> if you don't know how to spell the Leafs Nation, you know what I mean? Um, but hey, sometimes you never know.